What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. What's up, you guys, and welcome back to the Do Your Crap podcast. I brought on a guest today, Jason Harris, who is the co-founder and CEO of the award-winning creative advertising agency mechanism, co-founder of the Creative Alliance and author of the national bestseller, The Soulful Art of Persuasion. And in our episode, we dug into the nitty gritty around sales, around marketing, around advertising, and honestly, the art of persuasion and how most people have kind of this misconception around that being a dirty word and this negative connotation around it. So for all of you entrepreneurs, this is going to be a good one. So grab your notebook and let's dig in. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies, count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Jason, welcome to the show. We are so excited to have you. First and foremost, before we dig into the meat of all that you're bringing today, can you just tell us about who you are, how you got into this industry and all the goods? Yeah, sure. So I'm uh, the CEO of Mechanism or Creative uh, Agency. We have offices when offices were important, but we still have them in (laughs) New York, San Francisco, Chicago, Seattle. We work on about 25 different brands that we we lead the strategy and brand work for, uh, doing the ads, social media, you name it. But uh, some of the most well-known brands would be Peloton, Jose Cuervo, Ben & Jerry's, Charles Schwab, Weber Grills, uh, kind of on and on. So we have uh, cool. a bunch of great brands, uh, really uh, B2C brands that you've, that you've heard of. And I started mechanism uh i'm one of the co-founders and we started it about 15 years ago and we you know i always kind of knew i wanted to start my own business and be an entrepreneur and uh it's been quite a journey it's been you know started out like any business starts out uh with fits and starts and then you sort of get to a wealth of experience and case studies and then you kind of hit your stride and that's where we are now so um, yeah, I'm feeling, feeling really, uh, solid about the company and the business, but it was a long haul. I love it. And you're also an author. So tell us a little bit about your book and then yeah, sure. make sure they can get that at the end too. Yeah, sure. So I wrote a book, um, called the soulful art of persuasion. It was my first book. It's, uh, really about the subtitles, the 11 habits that will make anyone a master influencer which was really a fancy title to help sell books, which it kind of worked. But really it's a book about uh, both business and personal growth. And in my line of work in advertising, uh, you know, what kind of made me want to write this book is I had a set of philosophies when I built the business that I really uh, stood by. And there was a Gallup poll that came out that said of the three most uh, uh, least trustworthy professions in America was number one, politician, 
number two, car salesman, and number three, advertising practitioner. And so the public at large don't trust, uh, you know, what, what the advertising business is all about. And they think we sell products and services for conspicuous consumption and things that people don't need and that we're sort of uh, evil persuaders. And the soulful art of persuasion is really about selling and pitching and growing a business, uh, which is, is not along those lines. It's really about developing personal character and playing the long game and doing things that I find make you successful in the long run, even if you're giving up short-term transactional thinking where you're just trying to go sale to sale to sale and you don't really care about uh, the relationships or your network. And so I found that it was time for me to, you know, I was a little pissed off about that poll. Uh, didn't think I built, <laughs> built, built a business um, that was not trustworthy. And I really use it as a playbook based on the principles that I started the company on in a way that anyone can really grow and also build their business based on these beliefs and these principles. And that's why I wrote the book. I love it. I love it. Cause I, I mean, I work with women who are essentially building brands on social media, advertising products. They love, I mean, themselves, we are our own brand when we're building something on social and 100%. that is such a huge roadblock for so many people is feeling, I don't want to be salesy because of that misconception of sales is weird. It's, it's scammy, it's sleazy, it's whatever, but literally everything we're doing in life is sales. Like when we're parenting our children, it's sales. Like it's all, it's all that. It's just like, uh, I'm just so excited to dig into this with you. Yeah, I feel no. like this is a huge thing. I love what you said, uh, which is why persuasion is a dirty word. And so is, you know, selling, Yeah. but, but that's our, that's our, our whole capitalistic structure that's our whole life and we are persuading you know you're persuading uh you know maybe your significant other to go on vacation somewhere yeah and they, they want to go somewhere else or you're persuading you know someone to stick with their training for beach body when they want yeah. to stop or exactly. you know if you're working for someone you're persuading you know to get a promotion or if you're a real estate agent why you want that uh house uh, to put on the market versus the other broker. And so all day long, we're in this sort of, you know, explosion of persuasion, but we sort of see it as a dirty word. We see sales as a dirty word and it doesn't have to be that way. And I think having a, a set of rules that you follow or a playbook or a code uh, that really helps you because it, it takes all the, the ego and fear out of the equation because you've got your rules of how you want to go about persuading or selling that you follow. And if you're following that code, you're more apt to, to jump in and, and not second guess everything or feel like you're being braggadocious. Uh, but it's really about following it. And if you follow those that playbook, then I think you it, it, it lets you take the gloves off and just be free to do what you have to do. Yeah, I love it. And when you, when you talk about the playbook, I know in your book, you, you focus on four things, four things that you need to, to become a master influencer. Is that yeah. kind of the rules that you're talking about? Yeah. Those are the rules that, uh, I, I follow in building my business and it's been, uh, really successful. And I think just having a guideline and, and, and someone's guideline could be, they like two of these principles and they have two, two other ones, or it could be, right. they believe in all four of these. But whatever your your code is, you need to have it written down and you need to follow it. And that gives you the freedom to express yourself and not feel like you're, you know, being cheesy or posting something that, you know, feels like it's off brand for you. It gives you yeah. the freedom and the space to to be yourself and to, you know, march forward and and hustle. I love it. I love it so much. So I want to dig into the four. Like, what are your four? What are your core four? And kind of tell us about each of those. Okay, sure. So the first one is sort of the, the foundation. You know, it's, it's, the, it's the building blocks. And it sounds really obvious, but it's, it's the real core principle, which, which I call original. So, you know, there's original, generous, empathetic, and soulful. Original is principle one. 
and it's really the idea of you know being yourself everyone else is already taken and i think there's a old paradigm in sales where you try to mirror and match your customer or your client and you try to get them to like like you because uh you feel like you're you're like-minded or you have similarities and this rule to me is is kind of the opposite it's about um knowing you know who you are your likes and dislikes who your role models are what your idiosyncrasies are and really playing up who you are and being and the challenges you've gone through your life experiences being vulnerable with whoever you're you're persuading or selling to allows them to be themselves and it immediately breaks down all the walls and that's different than what you might learn in a lot of um, uh, selling techniques or practices or books you read that is it's about how do you get this person to like you and the, the, the philosophy I subscribe to is really understanding who you are and being vulnerable and open opens the other person up to be who they are not that yeah. you have to be the same and I love it and that's sort of the basic uh, building block and one way um, to do that uh, and there's a there's techniques in the book that I sort of explore but being a great storyteller is a foundational part of being original. It's knowing, you know, stories from your life. And I, I always have kept a journal. I don't have the best memory in the world, uh, <laughs> but I, I write down, you know, stories and things that happened to me and anecdotes and movies and books that I, I've loved and read and why they're important to me and role models that I follow and why. And I use that all to, I sort of have a, a, a bevy of, of stories that I can draw on when I'm trying to connect with someone to make my point of view or let them know more about me. And it's, it's uh, an emotional connection when you're telling stories yeah. uh, versus having, you know, small talk or conversation. So learning to be a, a good storyteller is an important foundation of, of selling or persuading. I love that. And I feel like that's probably something that lots of people struggle with is even knowing who they are. That's what yeah. I found is like when, when you're starting to build a brand on social media and advertise and market a service or a product or whatever, lots of people come up against a wall, like, well, who even am I? Like maybe they've been in this phase of life, like motherhood or their career or whatever. And they haven't really taken the time to peel back the layers and look back at their stories and look back at those monumental moments that have made a difference in their life. And I feel like this is just such an awesome opportunity to self-reflect, to really dig into who you are, because if you're going to share it, obviously you're going to have to do that internal work. And that's why entrepreneurship is such a cool journey because it really is that identifying what makes you tick, identifying what moments have made a difference in your life, learning how to share that stuff so that you can connect with the buyer or the person that you want to build a relationship with. And that's the work that a lot of people aren't willing to do. So they literally just stop there. Yeah. Yeah. Or they might not know how to do it. Yeah. And, but we all have it inside us. Like, it, you know, we're all a collection of our experiences and our inputs yeah. And I think that self-reflection, that's why, you know, I can't emphasize uh, how important it is to journal things when you're trying to discover who you are. And it's sometimes remembering who you are, you know, how you how you were raised, what what part you played in the family, what your similarities, how you were different. Yeah. Um, you know, where you moved around to and why, what jobs you took and why. Those are all inside you, but we sort of just march on with life and don't do that self-reflection. And when you do that, stories will sort of pour out of you yeah. and you'll be able to, to you know, um, it makes you more empathetic. It makes you more uh, relatable, but you have to take the time to look into your past and figure out why you are the way you are. And, and it, it's not, it's, it's self-therapy really. Um, it is, but, but it leads into storytelling because you yeah. create a collection of stories that uh, you can call upon at any time, but you really have to do the work to dig them out because they're inside you, but you got to find them. 
Yeah. I love it. And so many people will be like, well, I don't have a story. I don't have a story. And I'm like, you are a human being who has lived years of life. You have a story. So it doesn't have to be like from back against the wall to from zero to hero. It doesn't have to be that like everybody is so unique and your experiences are what make you, you. So that's what, as you share those things, that's, what's going to help you really build authentic relationships and build the no like trust factor because that's what people are looking for. They want to feel like they know who you are before they give you their money and buy something from you, period. Yeah, and when you share those stories, it immediately makes you uh, trustworthy Yeah. Because you, because you have the understanding of yourself and you're not afraid to, to share those stories, you know, good and bad, you know, you don't have to share your deepest, darkest secrets of course, right. but, but, you know, you, you, you share moments that have shaped who you are and, and why, why you are the way you are. And I think that's really important. And, you know, I say this all the time, but, and we forget this, but we're 99.9% the same DNA as people. And it's that 0.1% that makes us original and different and unique. Yeah. And it's, it's up to you to understand that and sort of harness that power by remembering why you are the way you are and who you are and the good and the bad and the ugly and being honest about it. And I think that 0.1% is what you need to find and it helps you sell and be persuasive and figure out your social media brand and what you're trying to accomplish and what you wanna to say to the world because that 0.1% is gonna be different than everyone else. Yeah. All right. We're taking a quick time out. I got to tell you about this as a mom who is busy and healthy living is important to us. When I started my gut health journey, I really got excited about making swaps within our home, just swapping out some of the kids snacks and swapping out some of the things that were our norm that weren't super healthy, but the kids still enjoyed, or we still enjoyed. I'm like, can we get a healthier version of this? Can we make healthy eating even more convenient? And thankfully, as I was on that path to figuring that all out, I saw something about thrive market online. Now you've probably heard about this. Maybe I live under a rock, but it was like heaven sent when I found this. And I want to make sure that you know about it if you don't already, because it has been a game changer for mom life and healthy living. I have some of my key staples on auto ship. So they come on a monthly basis. I don't have to think twice about it. Lots of the kids snacks, lots of the frozen, like the frozen food staples that you just kind of forget about getting at the grocery store. And literally it's made everything just flow so much more smoothly. So I have a code for you that you can save 40% off your entire first order. Okay. Now let me give you a little coaching. I swapped out so many things, sauces, snacks, some of those staples that I was talking about, like condiments just for healthier versions or gluten-free versions of certain things or whatever. So my advice to you is you get 40% off one time. So don't use this code just when you're getting a couple things. Like if you really want to see what Thrive is all about, use this code where when you can get the most bang for your buck off of that 40% code. Because when I did my first order, I just got a few things. And then I'm like, oh man, I totally did that wrong. And then I went back in and ordered a huge order on my second time. And I'm like, well, that was silly. So just my two cents, because I wish I had done it differently. <laughs> Don't make my mistake. So if you want to take advantage of this, the prices are affordable. They're very, very, very comparable to what you'll find at Costco or things at grocery stores or whatever. And oftentimes I find that they're even cheaper on Thrive Market, which make, makes it even cooler. So if you want to take advantage of this and you want to make healthy eating even more convenient for your family, Go to micafolsomfit.com slash thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E, and that will get you access to the 40% off of your first order. All right, go snag it. Happy shopping. Let's get back to the show. I love that. Okay, so first one, original. Next original. one, generous. Next, next one's generous. Now, this was one 
that I really had to learn as an entrepreneur over time. Cause I did not, you know, some of these, you might come out of the womb, you know, it's sort of the born or made idea. Like some of them, you come out of the womb and you're already that way. You know, yeah. some people might already naturally be generous for me. Uh, this was a learned skill. And so these skills, when you practice them enough and think about them and you're aware of them, they become second nature and they become part of who you are, but you might not necessarily have those from the get. And yeah. so generous is this idea of um, giving something away in every interaction. And so whenever your, um, your paths cross with someone, what's one thing you can do that, that's a generous action? And so it can be simple things like um, when, if someone asks you for advice, you, you help them, you know, you give them advice. It can be, this was a big one, giving away your, your network and your contacts. When I started the business, I was like a hoarder of contacts and my network. Cause I thought that was, that was more, that was me. Like, yeah, that was my business was my network, yeah, your livelihood, my, my livelihood and my yeah. contacts. And you realize that by connecting people in your network, as your network builds, you're actually giving something and you're making, helping other people make connections. And that's very powerful, that generosity of spirit. I'm not saying give away clients to the competitor or anything <laughs> like that. But if you think someone in a similar business, there's some someone that, that you found, oh, this person is a consultant that helped me. I really think they could help you yeah. in, your, in your business. You start to um, have this generous spirit and it's really hard to measure but I know it comes back in compound interest. When you're, when you're putting good out into the world, you know, your business is going to grow and good things are going to roll back to you. And when I was like hoarding my contacts and my information, I was, my world was getting smaller and smaller. And when I started uh, being generous, I, I really, you know, things started to open up, but it was a skill that went against my nature and I had to learn it. And so it can be, you know, time, contacts, advice. Um, it can be connections. Sometimes it could be uh, a, a generous by by being giving someone um, that you know a text because you know I don't know they love they love Disney and you just read an article about Disney uh, Disney World and you text that client or you text that person you're working with or a friend but it's, it's letting people know that you're thinking about them and you know their likes and interests and you're just putting that out into the world. It could be something simple like that. It could be giving clients gifts, you know, if you want to take it to the extreme. Um, but, but this generous uh, ideal, this generosity of spirit um, will, will, will with, I'm, I'm telling you, will build your network and your business incredibly fast but it's a mind shift to think about it that way. For all of my entrepreneur listeners who are building an online business, if you have not started building your email list, I highly, highly recommend it. If something happens with Facebook or Instagram or TikTok and you get shut down and literally lose all of your hard work, you want to have a separate space where you can have a list growing and continue moving your business forward. The service that I use is called ConvertKit and it is user-friendly, has simple designs. Literally anyone can start going with it, no matter how knowledgeable you are with the email marketing system. You don't even need a website. It has opt-in forms, landing pages, everything that you need to start building your list today is included. And they have the best person, the best customer service. I have used multiple email marketing services over the years, and this is by far the best one. So if you're in the market to start building your email list, you can start today and it's completely free. Go to micafolsomfit.com slash convert kit. And as your business grows, and as you want more options to serve your audience and to cultivate relationships even further, there are paid plans that you can upgrade to in order to do exactly what you need within your business shift that happens when you just want to serve, when you just want to give, when you show up to just make a difference versus only doing things in order to get something out of it. Like that energy is so contagious. So if, if you're someone who's 
in your business and you're struggling or you feel like you're in a funk, go serve someone. Just like he was talking about being generous. It can be simply leaving love on their social media post. It can be giving them value. It can be seeing a resource that you know will help them and sending it to them. Just doing those things and building your business around that concept will bring so much joy into your life. And that's what keeps you fulfilled, right? That's what keeps you like loving the process, even when you're not getting the transactions or you're not getting the sale, you're not doing like getting the outcome. If you can find joy in the process, you'll stick around and you'll continue to do it. And that's when success will come eventually as you're consistent with that. So I love that that's one of your core things because it's huge. It's huge. And it was um, really monumentous when I changed my thinking and it really helped my business. And you find when you're generous in spirit, everyone's generous with you and they'll give you leads and contacts back. And that's when it really um, turbocharges your business. And when you're, when you're protective of everything, your world gets much smaller. And, but but, but your point is really good. It's not expecting anything in return. Although it's, it's kind of like boomerang giving, it's going to come back to you. You just don't know how or when, Yeah. but uh, it will, you know, it will come back. And, you know, another way that I think about business, you know, for your audience is, uh, you know, I have this philosophy of, of playing the long game. And when you're, when you're building your network, try not to think about it as transaction to transaction to transaction of this person said, yes, this person said, no, this person said, no, I'll move on to this person says, yes. Every time you're um, pitching a client or making a contact, it's, I always think about it as uh, no for right now, not no forever. For sure. And, And that just goes into your network and you are building relationships whenever you're selling or persuading. And so you might not go into business or they might not turn into a client at that moment in time, but you've made that connection and you made that relationship. So you have to nurture it over time. And it might not even be that that person becomes a client, but the person's friend might become a client or that person's cousin might become a client. But too often we, especially in the advertising game, you know, we're always having to get clients to grow and we're always pitching. And, you know, you can't win every pitch. If we win like one in three pitches, we're doing well. But those other two that we lose, you know, they, they become clients or someone they know becomes a client down the road. And yeah. So, so playing the long game and being generous are like two things kind of to think about. I love it. On, on the line of that, before we move on, I, one of the things that you mentioned is never be closing. Can you kind of dig into that for a sec? Yeah. So that's really this concept of letting go of, of short-term transactional thinking. Yeah. And never be closing is, um, you know, it's the opposite of always be closing where you're just trying to make a, a sale. Even like when we started the business, we would take on clients that I knew we weren't right for, or we didn't have the skill set for because I really wanted the revenue or wanted the money. And you really burn through those relationships because you're not, it's not right for you. Uh, yeah. But, but you, you know, you see dollar signs and you're trying to get that transaction. And so um, instead, if you focus on, instead of always be closing anything that comes through, try to think of never be closing. And it doesn't mean you're not going to make sales. Of course you will. It means you're not closing in the sense of this is a transaction and I want your money. You're never closing because you're building a meaningful relationship. And that's the mindset is that of course you'll get sales and more sales than you could ever dream of by thinking of meaningful relationships and not always be closing you know, getting, getting something signed and getting that money. I love that so much. Cause that, that was a shift that I had to make in the beginning too. At first, when I was building my business, I was like, okay, let's go find the people who need this, who want to get started, who want to invest, 
And then if they weren't ready, I was like, all right, moving on. And then I'm like, I learned quickly, crap. I got to nurture these relationships. I got like, cause I knew I was in this for the long haul. And I knew that what I had eventually everyone's going to need. And so that was a huge shift that I had to make was still nurture that still nurture that just because they said, no, the conversation's not done. I'm not like moving on blessing or lease. And those people early on years later, they come back around, they watch you, they see it. And it really is that just that shift of not letting yourself get discouraged, not taking it as rejection, not feeling like, oh, I'm a failure because they're not ready and they're not ready to buy. It's like, okay, I just gotta, I, I gotta help them see the value in some way, whether that's how you're sharing, whether it's the value that you're giving them, whether that's them just even needing what you have. But having that shift will help you not take it personally. And that's what I feel like a lot of people do is they try to close. And when they say no, they're like, oh, I suck. Oh, I, oh, I failed. And, and then that's just this downward spiral that you don't even want to mess with. Uh, totally. And then they get, uh, they're upset at the person because they thought the oh, person yeah. was interested. And then it just creates, then, every, then you just wasted everyone's time. There was a guy, totally. um, I have an office in New York. Uh, it's, it's big. It's like 150 people in this, in this office. Um, and we got like a whole floor in so in Soho and I'm not, I'm certainly not bragging because we got it before the pandemic at the worst possible time. So it wasn't a good business move, but the guy, the guy that, um, got me the space and we did the build out and it was, you know, expensive. He would call my office and I'm not saying this is a great technique either, but he would call my <laughs> office. He would call my office uh, once a week to try to take me to lunch for like a year. And I was like, this guy is like, he's borderline pissing me off. <laughs> he's like a stalker. And then when he took me to lunch, um, he, he was really just like uh, building, building a relationship and telling me his story. And he had come from, London to do commercial real estate in Manhattan and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, he, he wasn't a salesy guy, overly salesy. And he just said, if you're ever in the, if you're ever in the market and you need a new space, you know, all I ask is, you know, reach out to me first. And then, you know, another year went by and he took me to lunch like every year, cultivated the relationship. And then when it was time for us to move, he's the first person I called. And that was probably, you know, multiple years later, but I felt yeah. like I knew him and I had a relationship with him and he wasn't, uh, you know, he wasn't just calling to say, are, are, are you looking for property? Okay. You're not check him off and move on to the next guy. I really felt like, um, you know, his persistence, her, his persistence paid off and his approach paid off. And, yeah. um, and, and that, you know, I never would have remembered him if he wasn't persistent and then just, you know, took me to lunch just to say, I just want to build a relationship with you. Not, yeah. you, you got to move out and look at these rates and these prices. And then, he, and then he got a good, yeah. good deal, you know, and I was very, uh, impressed with, with the way he did it. Yeah. I love that. It really is so important relationships first, always like don't burn bridges. Don't take it personal. Like you want to nurture relationships period like that's so huge yeah okay love it what's number three all right number three i'm glad you asked it's uh <laughs> it's epi- it's uh empathetic and so this is idea for persuasion and sales where it's about uh developing a curiosity for other people and trying to understand where they're coming from and what their needs are it's pretty obvious it's pretty basic but you'd be surprised how many people don't do this yeah they're always thinking about their their perspective and what they need to get done or grow or close or how it benefits them but this empathy um, is really really important and the other part of it is looking for collaborations so trying to find value in joining forces with other people when you're building a business so my um my first business before uh, Mechanism was I did um, a production company and I started it myself and I did sort of everything from invoicing to pitching to doing the project, you name it. And I burned out on that really quickly because 
I tried to do everything. I didn't have experience or expertise in everything, but I tried to do it all myself because I thought as an entrepreneur, that's like a heroic that's what you do. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, what you, that's what you do. But um, by really understanding that collaborations are important and joining forces with other people and, um, and, and, and viewing it that way, you know, that, that probably could have run that business much longer if I didn't try to do it all myself. And I, yeah. and I reached out to other people and found those collaborations. And the other part of, of being empathetic is trying to see the commonalities that you have with someone versus the differences. And I know in a, you know, world of fake news and distrust and, you know, everyone's got an opinion on, uh, you know, vax or not. I think trying to understand where people are coming from makes you a much better uh, salesperson or persuader and yeah. really try to dig down into why people have a view that they have. That's, that's, that's a really uh, important way to be empathetic. So you understand where people are coming from. So I'll give you like a quick story, but um, a friend of mine, you know, and this is not a political statement, but a friend of mine was so against uh, immigrants coming to this country and against immigration and, you know, thought we should, you know, close the borders. And I was really trying to understand why he held this belief. And it turns out that as he was growing up, uh, his, his father was like a farmhand, right? And he was losing work to immigrants oh, who, yeah. who would like undercut him and do it for cheaper. And he had, you know, like a year where he, he slept in this, in, in his dad's car, just him and his dad, um, while his dad was out of work. And so he had this, like, to him, immigrants mean taking away food off my table and not having a stable place uh, to live. And so that's why he had a very strong feeling about it. But all of our feelings come from some experience or, or some belief that we were raised with. Yeah. And so when you understand where people are coming from, you're less likely to just say they're a moron or they don't get it or we're not the same. And so that's, that's a big um, part of, of being empathetic is trying to dig deeper into the storyline of why someone holds the beliefs they have. I love that so much. And I feel like it's such an important part, especially like speaking to sales, obviously you're not going to sell something that, that you don't believe in. So the second that someone comes back with an objection or something that's not in alignment with what you believe in, it's easy to put your wall up and to get defensive and to kind of get preachy and to try and prove them wrong or try and like show them differently, but that's only going to make their wall go up so strong. And so I love that this is one of your cords because it really is understanding, okay, they have this objection or they have this belief, or they have this story that is help that, that is making them feel this way or think this way. And then, like you said, asking them more questions, trying to understand where they're coming from so that you can then serve them in a better way versus just like trying to just like throw more information at them or preach more or prove them wrong or whatever. That's never going to work. Never going to work. Yeah, so empathy, true. it goes a long way in everything. Yeah. yeah. So we're not, you know, we're, we're, um, we really respond to, uh, character and story and we don't respond to data and information, you know? Yes. So, uh, just throwing more facts and figures at someone, uh, will just make them ignore you more. Yeah. It, it's, it's not, it's not what it's about. It's about, uh, deep deepening the understanding and the point of view. I love it. That one's huge. Okay. Number four. All right, final one for soulful. And you sort of you sort of touched on this earlier. Um, but this is really about striving to be inspirational in your daily life and trying to find something uh that you can do that's you know, call it volunteerism, whatever you want, but it's doing something for the sake of doing it to help the world be a better place. And this sounds super preachy. I totally get it. You know, we're talking to your audience who wants to build their brand and sell, but by building your, your company, your personal brand, 
when you're inspirational, you will build your brand or your company much faster. And all it is simply is um, doing something that you have a skill for that you can do, you know, pro bono to help uh, something that you care about. So if you make a list of the skills you have, and then you make a list of things you care about, I don't know, it could be climate, homelessness, health, wellness, whatever it might be. And you look at the skills you have and you look at the things you care about and you find one thing you can do. That's to me is, is, is part of soulful persuasion because you're doing something that's inspirational and that's bigger than yourself. And that will attract people uh, to you. And it, it, it seems like you're doing a bunch of free work. Like, like Jason, why would you do a bunch of free work? And it doesn't have to be a big lift. But when you do that, you know, for, for me, we do a lot of social impact work because we're an advertising agency that we do for free to help underprivileged kids or, or fight racism, whatever we do. We do a lot of that work. That helps the company culture. It builds the business. It's something I can talk about with my clients. And it really shows a lot about your character. And so by doing that inspirational uh, you know, thing that's selfless, you end up actually getting a lot back. And you also, uh, studies show you live longer and you're healthier when you're doing something positive in the world. And yeah. so um, not only will it help your business, it'll help your health. And so anyone can find anything uh, that they have a skill for and they can apply it. I love that. I love that. Um, it really is so true. And, and just like he said, you can find something to do within your industry, no matter what it looks like. So just having that outlet of like, that's how this podcast started was like, I just want to give back. I don't like, this isn't monetized. It's not anything that's helping our family like income wise, but I was getting so many questions from people outside of the women that I mentor. And I'm like, how can I help them? How can I serve them? How can I do something just extra? And that's, that's how this came about. And it has brought so much joy and fire and just that fulfillment. Like I talked about to every aspect of my life. So finding something in your industry that you can do, whether that's a free workshop here and there, whether it's creating a free resource that when someone says no, and they're turning you down, you can turn around and give them something back and give them value and leave that, leave that, um, interaction on a positive versus a negative. Right. So it's, it's just really identifying what you can do, what, how you can give. And it just like this, I just love it. The soulful, like that is so important in your line of work, figure out how to fuel your soul in some capacity. Yeah. And it can be, um, you know, just some examples. Uh, a friend of mine in, in London was a, a barber and he, he was great master barber, but he wasn't fulfilled, you know, making a decent living. That's great. But he wanted to do something. So he, you know, on his lunch break, he started cutting uh, homeless people's hair. Right. That's awesome. Or, or like a, my, a friend of mine is a financial planner and he was making plenty of money, uh, built a business, but you get to a point where you're like, is that all I'm on this planet for? Right. And he started doing uh, financial literacy for uh, underserved communities and teaching them how to invest. And, you know, he did like a, a couple hours a month. It wasn't like a huge lift, but he would do these workshops where people would come in these communities and they wanted to learn for free how to take a little bit of money and, and make it grow. And so any skill you have, there is a way for you to do something that is inspirational and giving back that'll make you more confident. It'll, it'll add to your personal brand. And also it's just a good thing to do. I, I yeah. just be a good human. You guys just yeah. be a good human. <laughs> exactly. I love it. All right. As we're wrapping it up, one of the things that I saw on your page that I wanted to just ask you about, because I just feel like this is applicable to everyone. You talk about not letting your relationships get to zero. Can, yeah. can you, can we just talk about that before we, before we finish up? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, this is something um, always on a journey uh, to do, but it takes, like I talked about the journal and writing down 
your personal stories. It takes a little bit of work, but you, you got to put in some of the work. It's not overly complicated or hard, but Monday through Thursday, I block off 20 minutes of my calendar each, each day, four days, four days a week. And I will reach out either by text, sometimes it's a phone call, could just be an email with an article, but I will look at sort of my, both my personal and business network. And I'll reach out uh, to someone that I haven't talked, spoken to in a while and just not, not needing a response necessarily or a conversation, but just to say, you know, I'm thinking about you, how's this going? And that that's really it. And so by doing those check-ins, that helps your, your network, uh, you know, you're watering your network and you're keeping those connections going. Uh, but if you don't set that time to do that, your relationships will drop to zero. And then when you need something from someone, it's like, oh, I haven't heard from you in two years. And of course you need that contact I have, or you need that, you know, reference, yeah, right. that, whatever it might be. And so it's really important to be disciplined about keeping those relationships uh, thriving. And, and that's, that's one way that I do it. But if I didn't block that off of my calendar, just like I would block off a meeting uh, for current work that I have, um, that would fall by the wayside and I'd have a lot of relationships drop to zero. I love it. That's such a simple reminder. And the thing that keeps coming up over and over and over is you're so successful in business, which is awesome. But the core of everything you've done in order to create the success is you, you're a genuine, good human. And the things that build a strong, solid business is being a genuine, good human. And so I just hope that the listeners like don't overcomplicate business. You guys, business is literally sharing who you are, being confident in your, in your product or service that you have, having the heart to serve and give and be genuine about it. And like he said, have the long game, have the long game perspective. It's not a short term, like, oh, if this doesn't work quick, it's not going to work. And I suck and whatever, be here for the long haul, invest in relationships, genuinely serve, find fulfillment along the way and success will come. hundred percent. It will always come. I mean, I've been building my current business for 15 years and believe me, there was times when I was in despair, never thought it would work <laughs> out. I was depressed. Uh, I had all those fears and, you know, just simply by, by following a, a playbook over time, you know, success will find you. Yeah. If, if you have personal character, if you are, you have good intentions and you fight, you fight those doubts and fears and you got to push through success will find you, but it doesn't always look like it's going to find you. Right. And it's not linear either. It's not like once you figure it out, it's just a straight uphill from there. Like, Nope, you're going to still have the valleys. You're going to still have the dips. You're going to still have the funks that you got to work through and grow through, but that's the beauty of it. Cause that's when you really figure out who you are. Yeah, it's true. I mean, every time I lose a client, I still stomp around, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's still, it's still painful. Uh, but then you, you, you know, you do that for a minute and then you figure out a game plan and move on. I love it. Okay. Jason, yeah. where can, where can we find your book? I want to grab it too. Is it Amazon? Is that the best place to get it? Yeah. Soulful Art of Persuasion. It's on Amazon. Um, and then my, I have a website, the soulfulart.com. If you want to know more about me, my company website is mechanism.com. Mechanism is with a K because CH was taken. So we, <laughs> we changed the spelling and you can learn more about my company there. And yeah, that's everything. I love it, you guys. All right. If you found value out of this, share your favorite nugget with us on Insta. You can find Jason. It's at Jason underscore Harris. Correct? That's correct. Correct. All right. Perfect. So tag him, tag me at Micah Folsom Fit. And I hope you guys got something out of this. What I want you to hear more than anything else is you can be successful and you can be an awesome human. And in fact, the two go hand in hand. So don't, I, I, I know lots of women struggle with that, that block of, I can't be successful. I can't make a lot of money because then I'll be greedy. And then it makes me, I have to be selfish in order to do that. And I have to take and no, 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 no. The more you give, 
naturally, the more you'll get, but you can't focus on that, right? Just like Jason said, you can't do something in just to expect it in return, but that's the natural consequence. The more you give, the more you'll get. So get out there, serve with your heart, be a good human and success will find you. Like he said, Jason, thanks for hanging out with us today. And you guys go find him, go grab his book. I promise you it will be valuable. I'm excited to go snag it myself. And hopefully we'll see you back again on the show. Awesome. Thank you. You bet. See ya. See ya. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around. Before you head out, I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me if you left this podcast a quick review wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom Fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams because if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.